Hi there. Before we start, if you're new to our show, thank you so much for tuning into our program, and we hope you'll stay with us for a very long time. And if you're a regular listener, thank you so much for your continuous support throughout this period of uncertainty. We're really grateful for all your kind words and encouragement. You really help this podcast to gain a great exposure, as our mission is to center the perspectives of the people who look like us, and as women and people. Who are marginalized historically to the sideline of conversation. So, if you haven't already, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Omni, Apple, and Google, or Spotify. Leave us a rating and a review. And if you'd like to support us, please head to Buy Me Coffee page to make a donation, which will help us to continue the intersectionality of the podcast industry. Hi, my name is Helen. For those who had listened to our Earlier episodes,、uh, my sister Jessie and I had the opportunity to attend the Slender Theatre's production of Three Fat Virgins last year, and we interview the crew members Sabrina and Natalia last year. And as our listeners would know, that Jessie and I are huge in supporting theatre、um, productions created by BIPOC and tells the story of BIPOC. And today I have two guests here with me who are currently working with Lantern Theatre、um, with their latest work, Chain Play, and it is a part of Sydney Fringe Festival. So I would like to welcome Sammy Jean and Tanya McLeod Roberts. Yay! Hi, pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Correctly, Natanya. Yeah, that's correct, Natanya. Yeah, thank you for being with me here today.、Um, can we start with some self introductions? Would you like to tell us about yourself, maybe your family, where you grew up? Who would like to start? Why don't you go ahead, Natanya? Me? Okay. All right.、Um, well, my name is Natanya, and I was born in Canada, and I was raised in Aotearoa, New Zealand.、Um, And、uh, my family,、um, my father's side is Sri Lankan and Portuguese, and my mother's side is like a mix of the UK, predominantly Scotland.、Um, I don't know what else to say about my childhood.、Um, I was raised in Tamaki Makoto, Auckland,、um, and that's pretty much me. Oh, wonderful! How about you, Sammy? Great.、Um, so uh, I uh, was born and raised in Hong Kong,、mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, my father is Chinese, the mainland Chinese, and my mother is from、um, is the Anglo Australian here f- from Sydney.、Um, and then I <clears throat> moved over to Vancouver, Canada,、um, to pursue my bachelor's degree、uh, in theatre. And I lived there for about six years, which explains why I sound like this. And、um, and then I moved over here to pursue my masters in directing、um, from NIDA. So that's what I'm just finishing up at the moment. Oh wow, amazing!、Um, so, what other works have you done prior? Have you done any works before in the theatre industry, Natanya? Or is this the the, the、uh, that you've always been involved with? Um, I've done、um, a little bit.、Um, I'm a bit multifaceted, so I'm like a jack of all trades. Definitely master of none.、Um, I've trained and worked across several disciplines. I've done drama, drama and dance, and teaching.、Um, I've taught English and drama overseas and in New Zealand.、Um, but um, with theatre specifically,、um, I've done some fringe in New Zealand, and、um, I wrote my own play and directed it last year. Last year, the year before the pandemic, is like making time a little 
slower. And um, yeah, the rest of it is mostly being dance stuff. So um, I'm really like enjoying getting in more to writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so performing arts, that's what you enjoy mm-hmm. the most. Yes, mm-hmm. right. How about you, Sammy? Have you always thought that you will be working in theatre or performing arts? Yeah, I think I have. Um, I mean, when I was little, I I always kind of was, you know, acting in my own little skits and doing my own little thing and playing make-believe. And I, I feel like with a lot of um, Asian people, uh, <clears throat> you're kind of in denial about the fact that you're an artist um, <laughs> until a bit later on in life. And then you realize, oh, wait, no, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Mm. Um but I really, um, yeah, it's definitely not my first rodeo. Um, I uh, I was involved, yeah, I, I guess I really found my love of directing um, back in Canada. I kind of took a course, I, I wanted, as part of my bachelor's degree, I took kind of a, kind of on a whim to see what directing was about. And um, I really fell in love with it and I kind of, realized what it actually was um beyond the beyond the job description and i realized that it was the thing for me and so i was involved in the indie theater scene in vancouver for a bit i did a couple of fringe shows there as well um one of them was artisanal intelligence and that toured around uh fringe festivals all across canada and even um one pit stop in new york city as well Um, and that was really well received. Um, and then over here, I've been doing a lot of, um, stuff connected to uni as well. And, um, yeah, I guess one of the shows that I'm super proud of was actually my graduation, uh, showcase. It was called Too Human and it was all about, um, mixed race identity, um, and animal puns and, um, all sorts of, uh, it was an identity play, um, with a mythological twist, let's say. Um, so yeah, definitely not my first rodeo and I'm excited to keep that ball rolling with chain play. Mm, sounds fantastic. I mean, I've only been start going to theatre, which is a bit of a shame for me to say, mm. in the past two and three years. And it doesn't really help with the pandemics that restricted a lot of mm. opportunities for great shows to happen. And I have to say, the experience of going to the theatre is very different to, say, seeing the movie at the mm. cinema at the home. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. and. Um, the live performance is really the pinnacle of the actors and the actress, you know, doing in front mm-hmm. of people and you eventually, I mean, watching a movie, it's a recorded piece of work, whereas mm. a theater um, performance is very different because there might be different interpretations, you know, yeah. different nights. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's the liveness of theater. It's the fact yeah. that it's right there in front of you and that, um, it can be different every night and, um, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, cinema's only been around for a hundred odd years, whereas acting and performing's been around for thousands of yes. years, you know? Um, that's kind of the the birthplace of it. I mean, um, you really don't need anything flash to do something live, you know? All you need is a performer and somewhere to do it, and you're basically good to go. Yeah, that's right. So what I want to ask next, next is that, is there a specific person or maybe an incident that inspired you to work in performance arts industry? 
Sammy. Um, yeah. Um, I think uh, kind of of what we were going, what we were just talking about. Um, while I was in Hong Kong, like because mom always used to take me to see shows. Mom and dad, they're both um, they both teach mathematics at university. Which oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so I definitely didn't inherit that gene. Um, but they, uh, yeah, they've always taken me to see shows, and they like seeing shows themselves. And there was one particular um, show called uh, by the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and uh, which, funnily enough, actually started off as a Fringe show at Edinburgh Fringe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, I saw, I think it was the complete works of Shakespeare abridged, and. You know, up until that point, I never really, I, I was a kid, I didn't really understand the difference between like a play with real actors in front of you and a, and a film or a TV show where it's recorded and it's on the TV. I never really got the difference. And then when I went to see it, it was like they were making fun of people who were coming in late. They were, you know, chatting with people in the audience and it just blew my mind that, you know, there was this world of possibility out there. And I think ever since then, I've always kind of been like, I guess, chasing that feeling and, um, you know, exploring what's possible and what makes theater so special and, you know, different and unique to film. Um, so that was definitely like foundational, I guess, for, um, what I enjoy about theater and what the kind of art that I like to make and like to consume. Mm. What about you, Natania? Have you got any, um, I don't know, inspirations uh, from perhaps a specific person or an incident that made you chosen this career path? Um, I think I don't have any like specific person. Um, there's two things though. Like when I was a kid, I did I did a bit of ballet for a couple of years when I was younger, and I just. I was really attracted to the idea of creating an entire world that other people could enter mm. with you. And I really, as Sammy said, there was a feeling and I just wanted to chase that feeling. And as as the years have gone by, I think what I've been inspired by is the shows that have left me questioning or feeling like I escaped into another world. And then I wake up and I see my own world in a new way. And mm. I think that's what inspires me. Um, yeah, I really like that. Oh, it sounds amazing. I think with um, kids, sometimes they, a lot of kids like to pretend play because it's it's a sense of um, not so much escapism, but pretend to be someone else as an experience as well, isn't it? When you're growing up, is that what you mean? Um, because I see my kids, they pretend to play someone else as well and we see a lot of cartoons like because i watch bluey i don't know if you guys do (laughs) (laughs) as in they pretend to be another person and for them to experience another character as not being so i don't know so boring i guess well i think it's a shame that we lose that as we get older yeah becoming adults yeah yeah, I think, you know, as an adult, you, you're kind of, you're less imaginative in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, kids are, 
aren't bogged down by taxes and by like all sorts of things that remind you that you're very much you. Um, yeah, there's something really special about it. And if, you know, if theater is one way that can make you, can, can spark something in your imagination or make you be a bit more creative or a bit more, I don't know, optimistic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's talk about the production and chain play. Um, so it's with two separate plays. Um, one is called How Asian Are You? And the other one is Where's Where There's a Wheel, There's a Way. Mm-hmm. Um, could you share with us, maybe not to give away too much, the plot of um, each play and your role in the show? Uh, sure. So um, I am uh, the director for uh, How Asian Are You? And uh, Natanya is my lovely assistant director. Okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've yet to see um, where there's a will, there's a way, but I have read the script for it. Um, so in in short, um, where there's a will, there's a way um, is about, funnily enough, um, a will um, and who gets the... Uh, the who gets um what do you call it like the not dowry that's for a wedding who but like gets the inheritance. inheritance inheritance thank you it's about um who gets the inheritance and it's quite a big chunk of inheritance mm. um and it gets a bit silly a bit gets a bit crazy um about who's got what when <laughs> and yeah. um all the shenanigans they get up to in order to get the um in order to get their hands on the money, really. Um, that's a great summary. I'm, I'm one of the writers for that, so that's a really good summary. We'll just roll with that. Oh, amazing, cool. <laughs> um, and then for yellow, uh, yellow, uh, we co- coded yellow. Um, for uh, uh, How Asian Are You? It's, I guess, an exploration of um, Asian-ness and um, who is gate like who gets to um who is are you asian enough really like are are we gatekeeping culture um should we and where do you where do we stand um living in australia as um people of asian descent Mm -hmm. um and kind of tackling them with six very unique perspectives on the matter Mm -hmm. um and six different interpretations of um, interracial racism and um, yeah, culture mm-hmm. in contemporary Australia. It really would evoke a lot of discussions, I think, like the how Asian are you? Because it's a very constant evolving type of question that we ask ourselves and ask whoever that we meet, I think, mm-hmm. and determine, you know, of other people as well. Mm. The next question I want to ask is that, do you think that your background or perhaps your heritage impact how you create your work? Um, I mean, more specifically, do you think that um, the production should have a personal connection for yourself? Sorry, I missed part of that. I think um, my sound cut out. Oh, um, so how, do you think that there's um, 
how, how does your background and your heritage impact how you create your work for say uh, for example the writing and maybe more specifically do you think um, your work should have a personal connection to yourself or would you usually create a bit more fictionalized um, genre oh okay um i think that's where i quote art is life and life is art (laughs) (laughs) um uh for me like i think my background definitely affects um the work that i do um i grew up with stories of migration on both sides of my family historically and then more presently and that left me with an impact that i didn't like exactly realize until years later um and after living overseas um, and just meeting so many different people, I I really started, um, I found myself gravitating towards retelling other people's stories. So it's not simply just my experience or my perspective, but maybe other people's. Um, and especially in like something what we're doing, like with the writing, it's a collaborative work. So when you're writing, you have to think, okay, well, where is this person coming from and how can I make what I'm doing, work in with them or complement it. Um, I don't think you have to have a personal connection, but I think it's almost like you can't avoid it because you can mm. you can write what you know and then you can fictionalize it a little bit. I think I think in some ways we can be limited, unless you're writing fantasy, in which case it's a totally different. How about you, Sammy? Um, yeah, I, I really have to agree with you, Natanya. I mean, how could your background not affect what you do? Um, I, I think it makes the work stronger um, when it when you bring in a part of yourself. I mean, people always flock to authenticity um, in any of its forms. And um, yeah, I mean, um, going back to um, like the work that I was talking about before, Too Human, I mean, that was very much about my experience as someone who's mixed race. And I think the reason that it was a successful show was because it it tapped into something it it tapped into something authentic about my experience and people saw that and people recognized that and um there's no substitute for it really mm. um yeah and it, i think it 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 connects people as well mm-hmm. um mm. Yeah, in a really special way. Yeah, storytelling by um, theatre is quite powerful, isn't it? That visual Mm. and the immersion kind of effect for people who can really feel the story. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about like industry, from industry perspectives. by the sound of what Sammy and Natalia has done, I don't know whether or not you guys have obstacles or challenges as a young writer and director in, for say, like the predominantly, um, because when I think about theatre, um, it's usually like very white and male dominated space. <laughs> have you experienced mm. any challenges um, or um, difficulties of showcasing your work? I mean, to a degree, um, I, I'd say that living in Sydney, it's very fortunate that we do have a large Asian Australian community, um, which is which is really fantastic, and I've been able to, um, like, in the year and a half that I've lived in Sydney, 
um, that I found um, that I found a bit of a, I guess, an artistic home. I guess oh, nice. yeah, a bit of an artistic community. Um, um, but that being said, um, the industry does have its challenges for sure. I mean, um, when you look at um, you know who's in charge of the theater companies and who is um, programming the next year's season. I mean, it's almost predominantly um, older white folks. Um, it's not to say that their hearts are necessarily in the wrong place or anything like that. Um, but, you know, in the same way that, you know, our background affects our art, you know, their background affects the way that they program things and the way that they, what they're choosing to value in work. And, um, you know, I'm really fortunate to find Slanted um, and to have, uh, to be able to find work with them, which is fantastic. Um, but what I will say is it's a bit of a shame that the work that I'm finding, um, is from places that are institutions like Slanted that are specifically built to support me, but not elsewhere. So it makes me feel very grateful that something like Slanted is out there, that there is an independent theatre company that is going out of its way to support Asian artists. But um, yeah, if I didn't find work with them, I'd start to question where I would be finding work. And I think that is a, a that is a, I think a wider spread problem than any one company can solve. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add on that, Natania? Um, my internet cut out. <laughs> I, I missed, I missed, I got the beginning and I got the beautiful ending and I missed the chunk in the middle. Um, but I definitely agree with the um, last statement that it is a bigger problem than any one theatre company can solve. Mm. Yeah, and given the fact that with pandemics, again, I've circled back mm. to pandemics, you know, theatre industry is just slowly coming back um, towards, you know, people going out and going to watch a show. Mm. How, what do you think that how we could encourage a uh, bit more younger audience to attend the theatre? I mean, with the digitised environment, I feel like people are more engaged in fast food sort of media, you know, the instant mm -hmm. payments like YouTube or TikTok. Um, mm. Do you think it's very difficult to get younger people to attend theatres? Uh, I mean, I, I will say that theatre does kind of have a bit of baggage associated with it. I mean, when you think of the theatre, you think a bit, you think about Shakespeare immediately. You know, you think about, um, oh, it's language that I don't understand, um, and it's expensive, and it's not for me. Um, and if that's the reputation that theatre has for young people, then I can understand why they're not interested in it. Um, but I saw um, a really fantastic show um, called Fangirls. It was on at the Seymour Centre when I saw it, but I think it's on at the Opera House, or it might have just finished at the Opera House, actually. Um, and it was one of the most fantastic shows. And it's essentially about teenage fangirls and mm -hmm. their obsession with boy bands. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was one of the best... Yeah, it was one of the best things I saw last year. Um, and... Um, a lot of school groups actually went to go watch it. A lot of people in year 12 went to go watch mm -hmm. it. And um, 
it was just so like just hearing the chatter in the foyer afterwards you know it was so affirming i guess to hear a lot of people say like i didn't realize that the theater was for me like that i had a place here you know so there's there are absolutely shows out there it's it's about exposure and it's about um yeah like proving i guess to people that there is um a bit more to it but i've all theater has always been for and about young people um in the same way that it's for and about people from every walk of life um so i think it's a bit ridiculous that you know it has got this reputation but i reckon one thing is to have uh cheaper tickets student nights mm. you know like th- that is a barrier of entry um getting people cuz you know not every person is going to be a theater person and that's okay um but for the one person that it is it's going to be life changing you know and so and all all you need to do is get the right bum in the right seat <laughs> you know yeah. and then you're set yeah, yeah. I wish my high school had taken me to see something like Fangirl <laughs> rather mm. than you know something a, a sense of like modernity is really required in like a lot mm. of theater play and maybe not make it too abstract because like for example like Sydney Theatre um, Company and Melbourne Theatre Company a lot of their popular shows are still very targeted or a specific um, demographic and like you yeah. said um, ticket mm. prices are kind of like a barrier for younger people mm. yeah absolutely yeah yes yeah. theatre into schools as well mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, there must be I think there are programs like that in Australia I just haven't been here long enough I've been here about six months yeah I mean Fangirls is done by ATYP Australian Theatre for Young Mm. People and they've been really fantastic um, about you know bringing theatre to young Mm. people Mm. and I think they're absolutely right because you know uh, the generation of artists you know like that's where they come from it's from people who go and see theatre and it's from like encouraging that encouraging them to chase the dream there and then um there's a lot of people who find the performing arts or their creative passions later in life and they regret not doing them earlier you know and i think some like a company like atyp that is really you know giving younger people the time of day is really going in the right direction um with natalia you haven't been here that long um how do you feel the environment working in australia compared to other places that you worked um i think it's um i I wasn't prepared for that one um it's i think it's um it's quite lively like i sort of in my mind i pitch it between like you know like North America and New Zealand. New Zealand's a little slow, but then I haven't spent a lot of time in New Zealand either. Um, and yeah, it's it's very, I find people are quite open here. Like they seem to be quite mm. friendly. Like I'll just tell them, oh yeah, I, I'm in theater and people start just giving me names and <laughs> things like that, um, which is really, really nice. It makes me feel welcome here. Well, that's nice to know. Yeah, I mean, um, major cities like Sydney and Melbourne, um, most people, especially if the theatre is happening within inner city, it's 
um, the people that you meet are often, you know, very artistic or literary focused. Yeah, mm. very nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so there you go. Um, Sammy and Natania uh, Chen play, which will be at Flight Pass Theatre, that is at Marrickfield, Sydney, uh, from the 20th of September to the 24th of September. Get your tickets now. I have checked the website. If you have a group of six or more, <laughs> you'll get the discount. So let's support the Asian Australian productions. The links will be on our show notes. And thank you again to Natania and Sammy. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.